Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. Okay, and I've asked Jean-Louis Kindler to join us. He is the president of Origin Clear Technologies. He appeared on Money TV this morning, which of course will be published tomorrow. We brought a prototype of the device to the actual event. We were able to look at it. And um, I already have a question, in fact. JL, are you there with us? I'm here, yes. Welcome. So uh, here's a question from the audience. Where is the AOX Plus currently being tested? Um, so the AOX Plus is being tested in our lab here in Los Angeles. And we also have a prototype that we sent to our office in China, and it has been tested last week. I think Ayush briefly talked about this test we were doing for a, for a Chinese client, and I'm happy to report that the results were, were quite good. We were able to remove nitrogen, which was the purpose on that test. It is for a company that is manufacturing circuit boards and other electronic product products. They have a real, real bad problem with effluent. As we speak, we are preparing an offer for a 50 cubic meters, 50 tons per hour solution for them based on the AOX Plus module. Now, that's a very large volume, am I right? It's quite big. It's one cubic meter is 250 gallons. We're talking about a lot of, a lot of water. 10,000 gallons an hour, something like that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wow, that's huge. What is the current solution that, that this plant uses to clean the water? The current solution that they're using is paying a fine. So they're not cleaning the water. <laughs> that is the problem these days, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, actually, it's a problem that's that's everywhere. We we also know about companies, even here in the United States, who are paying charges to the state because they do not have a solution for their efforts. I'm reminded of the problem in North Carolina where large, something like three and a half million chickens have been drowned, but also there's a terrible pollution problem because all the manure lagoons that have now been overflowing into neighborhoods, <laughs> farms, you name it. It's a pretty disastrous thing. And I, I think we have a handle on that with our manure treatment technology, am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm happy to report that the first unit that we shipped out from China is arriving on the 24th in Spain and should be commissioned almost immediately. So we will be able to start giving good news about manure treatment, not on a lab scale, but on a real commercial scale. Now, this is a mobile unit? Well, yes, it's mounted on a skid. Our licensee over there, Depuport, is planning to put that on a trailer, yes. Fascinating. Do you know what the throughput on that is? On that one, the throughput is 250 gallons per hour, but it is the precursor for a unit that will be handling 100 and, sorry, I'm, I'm still in cubic meters, but 120 cubic meters per day. That's six times 250 gallons. So we're talking about... Uh, about 1,500 gallons per hour. That will be the standard unit on a mobile right. on a mobile system that will be traveling from farm to farm to to basically to clean the lagoons because that's oh fascinating. Problem. So that's the accumulation that they're dealing with the backlog. Yes, yes. And of course, that's the problem in North Carolina is that these backlogs are allowed to sit around and then they t cause these terrible environmental issues that that's I see. I'm, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure we'll see more and more of that. So that's very interesting. So, uh, JL, you came back over the weekend from uh, 
Oman. Tell us a little bit about that. I was in Oman. I was in the Switzerland of the uh, Arabia Peninsula. We signed the license agreement with a company there who actually is the joint venture between an Oman company and a company from Abu Dhabi. They are providing field services for most of the major oil companies over there. As you probably know, all companies are basically state-owned, large, 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 large firms. Following this license agreement, we are right now preparing on the first pilot unit that we will implement in a few weeks for produced water sea discharge. But the, uh, the most interesting part in these discussions I had, I was with our licensee and we were meeting these, these large oil majors about two, three years ago. They have started what is called ASP flooding, which is basically a way to enhance oil recovery from the formation. And what it, in simple word, what it is, it's equivalent to injecting polymers inside the formation to push the last drop of oil out of the uh, out of the ground. And uh, what's happening is that this water is starting to come out together with oil. They're having a problem with polymers that need to be treated. And this is one of the first times we see, we actually see applications for advanced oxidation solutions in the oil and gas industry. And this is quite exciting because it's exactly the right timing when we are rolling out AOX Plus, for which I believe we will have lots of applications in this oil and gas industry. And just for our audience, ASP is alkaline surfactant polymer. Is that combination you're talking about that binds with the oil to get it extracted and then it becomes a big gelatinous mess. Yes, exactly. Fascinating. I'm reminded the other day I looked at a photo from October 2014, one of my CEO updates showing Bill Charneski with head of a no money company. We, of course, were very close to a major deal back then. And then the oil industry went through a crash. And I understand that the fact that we actually are still here four years later, once they're now tooling back up, was a plus. Absolutely. Actually, when I met this company in Oman, uh, one of the persons who was in the group remembered and specifically talked about the fact that we were still in the area and that we were continuing proposing innovative solutions for the industry. He specifically said that he was he did appreciate us being here on the long term. The downside of slow adoption is that it takes forever. The upside is is if you manage to last long enough then you've got a great chance to get the installations. Absolutely. And this is also what's happening in China, by the way. There's a lot of uh, investors are concerned about the issue of piracy and and so forth. What is the experience of Stephen Jan and and the, the team over there with that? First, one has to realize that China now is not China that had this really, really bad reputation about piracy in the past years. China has joined the world China is more and more implementing actual patent prosecution and and patent laws. And the fact that China has set in its policy what they call the made in China policy is something that for them is very important because it means that they are uh, actually considering technology as something very important. That means that they are also chasing piracy within China. 
because now China being one of the top countries in the world for patent filing, well, they are protecting patents and they are protecting Chinese patents, but foreign patents as well. It's a little bit like the the reputation Japan had about 40, 50 years ago, where uh, everybody was thinking they would be copying everything. It is true that it had happened, and it was it was something that was an issue at that time. But Japan has evolved, and having been in the country for quite a long time, I believe that this is exactly what's happening in China now. We never really had an issue with 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 patent in China. We actually had one in Australia. So there is an issue with China's reputation in terms of, of piracy. We have to protect ourselves, of course, and this is why we're filing our patents in China whenever we, we file something here in the U.S. Chinese consumers and Chinese and users are gaining maturity because of the regulations, because of the government going after polluters. They really want solutions that work. It's like when you buy a fake Rolex, you buy a fake Rolex. You don't expect your Rolex to go in the swimming pool with you, but if you are a swimmer, you will buy a real one, and this is exactly what's happening in China now. You said that this uh, durability factor is being appreciated in China. Tell me about that. What's what's the story? It's primarily a question, a matter of relationship. China is overly solicited right now. China is advertised in the media as being the biggest market in the world, and it probably is. And 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 it's particularly exciting for water treatment companies, because we know that not only there is the economic growth, but that there's also the infrastructure development. China needs to build its infrastructure, and, and all, and the economy is also growing, so there's, there's definitely a huge market. Each and every company being involved in the, uh, in the water treatment wants to go to China. That means that China companies are getting inquiries, are being solicited. They are careful, because just as much as we are careful about China because we are concerned about piracy, uh, well, Chinese companies also have their own concerns, which are not piracy, but which are, they want to do some triage and only get what, what's the, the best quality they can get. One of the ways China is doing, and it's true for most Eastern Asia, is to develop a relationship on the long term. They will not sign an agreement in two or three days. They want to develop relationship with the company they work with. They want to see how they react. They want to see how they behave when there is a problem. They want to make sure that this company coming to China will not get out of China the minute there is a problem with the product. They are extremely careful. What they call the long-term relationship, which again is really, really important, is really a way to just not do due diligence in a few weeks, but uh, but see how a, a potential partner is behaving on the long term. Well, that's very reassuring, certainly, for China. I don't want to get into specifics, but I understand that we are also looking at some order flow coming from our South Asian partners, uh, Malaysia, India, and so forth. And just as a general concept, just how well is it going over there? It is also a difficult market, not because there are no opportunities. There are plenty of opportunities. It's a bit like China, actually, and most probably like a lot of countries. The end users we are talking to, and that is, that is true for both India and, uh, and Malaysia, they are concerned about being the first one to sign a check for, uh, for a system. So what we are trying to do right now is to develop a relationship with a financing partner locally who will help us and uh, who will build BOO contract with us, build, op uh, build, own, operate. And rather than trying to sell systems to, to end user, 
what our licensees, both in Malaysia and in India, are working on right now is to offer a service, a water treatment service, based on using EWSAOX technology. So it takes time, again, but it's, first it is more rewarding for the licensees. So it is a model that we believe will be going on even after we gain reputation and we gain significant market share locally. It is rewarding and also it also makes the licensee more confident because both in Malaysia and in India and in China and in the U.S. as well, we have been doing pilot demonstrations, not only lab systems, but field size systems that have been operated and that have been proven successful. This BO contract is something that is, uh, it really is a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, design, build, own, and operate is not only a good way to get into these clients, but it's also very profitable because it has a big service component. Absolutely. I mean, we like that very much in the U.S. Speaking of the technology coming out of this uh, landfill, uh, Blackwater, which we first started uh, developing for Malaysia, how are we doing over with the Florida Atlantic University relationship? We are building their AOX Plus prototype. They actually got a grant for a large landfill leachate treatment research. We started with them, that was over a year ago now. Uh, we got the first results. And now what FAU is interested in doing is going after what we call hard COD, the last mile in the, uh, in the contaminant removal. And for that, they need a process or a solution like AOX Plus. We are currently building a prototype for them. They will get it probably around October. And from that moment on, we will specifically go after what is really the major issue in landfill leachate treatment, which is this, this hard COD that remains no matter what kind of process you can try to implement. And this is what we believe we can solve. Uh, chemical oxygen demand, COD, is a measure of the capacity of water to consume oxygen during the decomposition of organic matter. And so how, what is hard COD? We basically use COD as a measure, as, as you just said, of contamination in water. There are molecules or elements that are easy to degrade, that are easy to oxidize, and there are some others that are much, much more difficult. Think of oxidation as being combustion or the fact of burning. You have wood that burns very easily, paper that burns even more easily, and you have the fire retardant that take hours and hours to burn. This is exactly the same thing. Some contaminants will be extremely difficult to oxidize, whereas some of them will be, will, will be easier. And uh, this hard COD is the fraction of the contaminants that are very difficult to oxidize. Is ammonia one of these? Ammonia, actually, no. Ammonia, ammonia is quite easy to take out when you have the good oxidant, which, by the way, is not the OH radical. No, ammonia is, is quite easy to take out. So ammonia really responds well to the original AOX, which absolutely is chlorine. Absolutely. So really what we're saying is that AOX and AOX Plus, AOX Plus did not obsolete AOX. They both can coexist depending on the requirement. Totally. What, what we usually see as a standard process is having EWS first to remove the uh, suspended solids and oils, what makes water turbid, what makes water not clear. Then once these are taken out, we would use the standard or conventional AOX to remove most of the COD. And then the last mile, that hard part of the, of the COD that remains after AOS, AOX has done its job, will be taken care, of, uh, taken care of by AOX+. I've started to talk about how we want to start not just licensing, but also delivering products as we are currently in China. We are mm -hmm. directly selling to end users in China. And now you and I have been 
planning to, to get more into the product business with our, our own technology. What is a good example of a standalone product that might just speculatively come out of this technology? Because we've been licensing it as a piece of other people's systems. Now it appears right. on its own. What is a natural product? Well, typically, it could very well be an EWS solution for the oil and gas industry, where we have our EWS unit in the field together with a very simple oxidation system that would take out bacteria and that would take out the rather low contamination, rather low COD that is present in produced water, and that in some cases would, would be just enough. For example, the uh, the pilot, and which actually is part of a tender for uh, uh, for a much larger system that we will be doing in Oman is for produced water sea discharge. And what needs to be taken out is hydrocarbons and all these suspended solids, plus some dissolved or mixed contamination also coming from the hydrocarbons. And uh, we will probably be doing some polishing, but 95% of the job will be done by an EWS AOX solution. Interesting. Whereas we have really been working with original equipment manufacturers, OEMs, who have essentially buried our technology in their total system, we're really going to have something that is 90% our technology with just some accessory elements. On selected applications. I, I really need to put the emphasis on that. But uh, yes, absolutely. Of course. And so it, I think it's, it's really exciting because I was looking at how Dan Early over at Modular Water is building these plug-and-play water systems. And of course, this gives us a great resource to productize our own technology inside these cool casings that have been designed for that. And of course, to make it all happen down in Texas at uh, Progressive Water. Absolutely. And also another fact that advocates for, for standardizing and productizing is we are, after all these years, trying different types of water, going after different markets and addressing a lot of different inquiries. We are seeing some trends, for example, in the oil and gas industry or, or with, with swine manure. We are seeing some trends where we definitely can come up with a standard unit that within this market, within this application, would not need to be adapted and to be tailor-made for each different end user. And once we have that in place, that means that we can have some sort of a catalog with a quote-unquote standard product. Again, it's not exactly like that, but it is, it is getting, getting very close to that. Well, you know, I'm reminded again of the, the days when we were at the height of the oil boom, we were quoting and specifying various sizes of oil cleanup systems, clean frack back then. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It seems we're coming back to that, which is fascinating and exciting. So, yeah, so we're really seeing a renaissance of oil industry business. Are you receiving more and more demand in that area? I'm extremely happy to see that I'm receiving more demand and inquiries even from the U.S., which is, which is good news because I was really feeling bad. <laughs> doing all my things outside of the country. So yes, definitely, this is a trend that is it's all over the place. Very exciting. Well, so yeah, I, I love the idea that, that we're moving towards the standardized product line because that will enable dramatically better profits. We've seen how Dan Early's profits on that he delivers on these systems in modular water are much better than the custom systems that the water industry is accustomed to. And so I can't wait to be doing that with our own technology. Well, uh, JL, I really want to thank you for this fascinating discussion. And I want to thank the audience for listening to us. It's been really an interesting conversation. We'll be doing more of that. I'm just going to go through 
just to remind you of the shape of how you can help if you're an accredited investor. There is a way for you to invest in Origin Clear in a way that does not consist of, of high share risk, but instead is guaranteed by the very intellectual property that Jean-Louis is handling here. I wanted to let you guys know that to hear more about this, you should call 323-939-6645, 323-939-6645, extension 201. 201. If you get voicemail on that, you can go to extension 116, and we'll be happy to talk to you. I'm always available to discuss the company, how we're doing, our march towards greater technology, etc. I hope next week to give you more updates about what we're doing in the acquisition area, which, of course, is a whole new breed. I'm also very pleased in general with how Modular Water is doing. The, the progress is excellent and exactly as expected. I love people who do what they say, and the, the team is doing exactly that. So thank you very much. And uh, Ken Berenger wants me to let you know that he will definitely answer the extension 201, and he is our expert for business development, and he will be happy to discuss every all your concerns as long as you like. Um, and of course, I'm always available as well. Thank you all. Have a lovely evening, everyone, and we'll catch you all next week. Take care. Well, that's it for this podcast. Thank you very much for joining, and I hope you stay subscribed. If you'd like to interact with me, give your ideas, ask me questions, it's live every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just sign up at originclear.com slash CEO. Take care now.